Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today on Faith at Eight, we are in the Daughters of Grace, and today we're talking about Anna. Not from the Frozen movie. Not from Frozen. But from Luke. We're not letting it go. We are, we are not. Maybe there are some things we should let go, but not this one. No. So, so um, Anna, she is in the book of Luke, and um, the story of Anna is actually just a f- few sentences. Mm-hmm. It's not like this huge thing. But what we learn about her is that um, her story takes place just days after the birth of Jesus, and her story um, had started. But her story started many years before that, and by the time we meet her, she's already eighty-four years old. She became a widow very young in age. Um, when her husband died just after seven years um, of marriage. And ever since then, she has been living on the temple grounds. Um, it does call her a prophetess in scripture, but that does not mean she's like a fortune teller out there, like telling people their future with like a glass ball or something like that. What it actually means is that she was proclaiming and declaring the word of God. And so uh, she knew God's word. She loved God's words. And she spent her days proclaiming the truth of scripture and praying in the temple. That and, is Anna. And I love that Anna would just pray fervently for the Messiah to come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had the opportunity that she met Jesus as a baby. And she knew immediately that that was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And she went immediately to thanks and praise and worship. And, you know, could you imagine that moment of right. just understanding you've been praying because 84 years, right? So you've been praying and understanding the Messiah is coming and praying and waiting and hoping and all of a sudden there he is in front of you and you just know. Yeah. And what's interesting in her time, they're they're all anxiously waiting for the Messiah yes. to come. It's not yes. like she's, she's unique in that aspect, mm-hmm. but what makes her unique is most people did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So much so they crucified him. Spoiler alert. Um, so, so, it's funny because everyone's expecting him. Everyone is praying for him, but she's the one that recognizes him as a baby. Like he hasn't done miracles. He hasn't done anything. He has just been born um, days old. And and she already recognizes him as the, the Messiah, the one true king. And what I love is it says the Lord opened her eyes. Yes. So the Lord knew, okay, Anna's been praying and, and all of this, and I'm going to put baby Jesus in front of her and I'm going to open her eyes so that she can see what others may not be able to mm-hmm. see. And I think that that's a powerful statement of the Lord opened her eyes so that she could see that this was the Messiah right in front of her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it kind of reminds you um, always as, as we're going throughout our days, what is God truly opening our vision up to see? And are we seeing it? Are we mm-hmm. being obedient to understanding that, you know, we do have a path in front of us and sometimes that vision gets cloudy. Like what yeah. is um, he opening us up to so that we can say yes to opportunities yes. so that we can move in the way that he wants to. What, what blessings is he showing us that sometimes we may not see it as she could have right, like walked right past the baby. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes that opening of eyes is like, Oh, I'm going to see something as a blessing. Sometimes it's convicting you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's it's revealing your sin to you. It can look many ways. Um, obviously, it looked a little different. It looked this way to her, but but you know, it can look many ways. But we sometimes only want to see the blessings. We don't want to see like the conviction of our sins. Oh no, no, no! Like I, I want you to bless me, Lord. I don't want you to show me that this is a sin I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that's very 
really important. And what's what's interesting and what I really love, it says nothing could keep her quiet after she had met Jesus. And it's interesting because I kind of feel that way. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> after bringing Jesus in, it's like, I can't shut up about it. Yeah. But think of how many Christians aren't like that. Right. They're so scared to offend. And mm-hmm. so, or even like, there's so many people that are, they're prophesying the end times and they're scared of the end times. Mm-hmm. Well, is that really something we should be dreading? Because if we read the back of the book, we know that when the end times comes, God will make the earth new again. Why are we dreading that? Why are we so fearful of it? Mm-hmm. Why are we not stopping and making, and and we're probably fearful because we know that everyone's not going to be in heaven. So why are right. we not being so, being like Anna and being, nothing could keep her quiet after meeting him. So if you are a believer, if you've been born again, if you've accepted Christ, if you have awoken the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, why do you keep quiet? Why do you not tell everyone and anyone around you? Not be, And I get it like, the, oh, I don't want to offend them. Okay, but do you want them to go to hell? Because I am willing to risk offending someone, and please note, I offend uh, members of my family on a regular basis, totally okay with it, because seeing them in heaven is so much more important to me than their earthly offense. Yes, and that's the thing is, is, you know, you see that quite a bit of, oh, I don't want to say something because I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to come against what their beliefs are. Okay, but when you are strong in what you believe, you understand. That's why we want to make heaven crowded. This isn't about us. This Mm -mm. is about spreading what the truth is and spreading God's word and making sure that as many people can can be welcomed into heaven as possible. Mm -hmm. We aren't the ones doing the work. We're spreading God's word so that people can make that decision for themselves. But if we're keeping quiet, how are we being obedient to what we're called to do? Yeah, you know, in, in this year... Um, between my husband and I, we have had many friends pass away. Um, many people, I've had a cousin pass away. I had my grand, my mom pass away. That is grandmother in Northeast. If you you are not from the Northeast, um, you know, we've had friends that have passed away, members of our church. Like we have had loss. And I will tell you that there is a different feeling around it when you know that they followed Christ than when you don't know. And some of those people on the list, I don't know. And some of those people on the list, I'm completely confident of. Mm-hmm. I'm completely 100%, 1 million percent confident that my mom is in heaven. That is the woman that taught me about Christ. That is a woman who brought me to Christ. She prayed fervently her entire life. There was never a point where she didn't. And what's interesting at her funeral or celebration of life, depending on where you are and what you will call that, we call it a celebration of life. But I know some people are like, what is that? Um... Everyone talked about how she prayed. Everyone was talking about it. The pastor that was talking about it. And so, like, when we when we when we understand that our co- our confidence and where people are going, you know, if if you think of death, is it something that you are dreading or is it something that you're looking forward to? And if you are confident in the word, you know, you're going to heaven. But if you're not confident in it, that I could see you being like, oh yeah. my gosh. And so, I think that's a really great for me. I have found that when I'm having moments where I'm struggling, okay, but am I confident in what the word says? Mm-hmm. Am I confident it says where I'm going? Because if I am, it makes it it makes it very easy to not shut up. <laughs> it makes it mm-hmm. it makes it oh well yeah yeah this is the purpose of of this life is to share and disciple others and let them know about Christ. And we talked about that a little bit in our Faith Over Fear podcast yes. as well. Is 
understanding, well, we have conversations and, and I remember having conversations and being like, you know what, if I, cause at the time we recorded it, I didn't have COVID. And mm-hmm. I was like having conversations of if I get COVID and I die, that's God's will. And I was talking to somebody like, oh, but you're going to live so many years. Let's not put that out there. I'm not putting that out there. That's just the truth. Like I, I understand that there is going to be death at some point, but mm-hmm. that's just when my life begins. Like I get what comes next because yes. I understand my beliefs. So there's not a fear. I'm not putting something out there. And, and I don't think that if I put those words out there, that is what's going to happen. I know that eventually I'm going to die, but that's on God's timing. And yeah. that's when life is going to begin. There's no yeah. fear. If it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's a hundred years from now, whatever that plan is, is God's plan. And that's where I have complete peace. And I want other people to have that peace too. When I see somebody in fear, because they are aware that somebody else chose something differently than them, or they are in fear because of what the world is looking like right now. I want to talk to them about Jesus and about my transformation so that they understand they have a choice to understand this world in different terms. Does that mean I never get scared? No, it means that I have an understanding of what fear is. And then where can I go when I have those feelings of fear or anxiety? I go to the word and the truth. And whoever said that to you, we need to be very cautious when we start saying, oh, well, you're going to live many years. Well, what if that's not the will of God? Right. It's not up to what I want. It's what God's want. And do I have um, faith? Do I have enough faith to be confident in God's will and know, you know, it's we talked about this recently. People keep saying you only live once. That's a lie. I live mm-hmm. twice. I only die once. Okay. I'm going to live again in heaven. And so I'm going to live my life in a way that I am abiding and obeying God. And that's very much what Anna did. Oban- o- Anna, Obana, Anna abided to God. This is a word I've actually, okay. I am not lying that I don't think I've ever said the word in my entire life. It's never been a word that's come to mind. And every time I have read the Bible in the last two weeks, abide has come up in something. And I'm I like, love when that happens. I love that okay. so much. So I had to I had to look up what it meant because uh-huh. I wasn't really sure. And so some synonyms for abiding, because what we it means to submit to God. Mm-hmm. And so what we think like, oh, okay, submit to God. But synonyms for it are bear, endure, suffer, tolerate. So what we hear abide, we're like, oh, I'm gonna submit to God. And we think of it as like this beautiful thing, but it also mm-hmm. means that we need to bear the wrath of God. We need to we need to endure times of trial and suffering with faith in God. We need to stand firm when people come up against our faith. We need to suffer. We, and, you know, Anna's story, oh yeah, she saw she saw Jesus. But you know what? She suffered for a long time before that mm-hmm. because she got married and seven years later, her husband died. Mm-hmm. And so she has been, I'm sure, in some form of suffering from, like that, but she abided in him despite the fact that her husband died. Mm-hmm. She abided him. And, and so, you know, if, if I really want to be a true testament of God, and we talk a lot about like, our, well, yeah, we can talk about it all our lives, but do our yeah. lives look like that? I need to do as Mary did, and I need to obey, and I need mm-hmm. to also do what, what, what Anna did and abide. And when we look throughout the Daughters of Grace, you can see them doing that, mm-hmm. abiding and obeying over and over again, you know, and, and it's the sinners too. Like God would tell them to do something. They're in a trial and they do it. You can see it also mm-hmm. in um, Gomer. You know, Gomer was not living a good and her husband obided God 
who was telling him what to do through a time of suffering when his wife is going back to trafficking and he abided in God, he believed in God, he suffered for God, and then he obeyed the commands and bought back his own wife. So when we see all these examples, we sit there and go, oh my gosh, that looks so pretty. Oh, look at that. Look, that's a great story. But we don't recognize that it wasn't a fairy tale adventure. Mm -hmm. It wasn't let it go frozen. There were hard times in it. But they sat faithfully, stood faithfully next to God, even in times of suffering, even in times where they had to bear a burden, even in times when they had to endure, even the times when they had to tolerate, they still stood faithfully with God. They still submitted to his will and didn't try to overpower him with their own. Um, and what does that look like in our own lives? Like mm-hmm. if I, what if I look over it, guys, I had a rough homeschool day yesterday and in the midst of it, i I have to abide to God. I need to stop. And I had to stop what I was doing. I had to sit my children down and I had to humble myself and I had to say, mommy is wrong. Ugh, such hard words sometimes because you don't want your, but I had, I had to, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I am scared that so-and-so child doesn't listen. And I had to say, hey, I'm scared. And because of my fear and fear is not a bad thing. I sinned, sinned is a bad thing. And I raised my voice and I lost my temper with you. And that was wrong. And I had to sit down with him because I had to, yes, I, my children don't always listen. Shocker. I know. <sighs> I have to tolerate that. I have to sit in this season and it might seem like, oh, it's just your kid, like every kid. Yeah. But that doesn't make it easier mm-hmm. when you're going through that struggle. And I had to abide in what he said. I had to obey because you know what it says? When I raise up a child the right way, they will follow. And you know what? When I have a temper tantrum, we'll call it like, what do you want? But it's a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Because things aren't going my way and they're not doing what I want. I am not abiding in God. Because nowhere in it does it say in like the book of of great parenting, you know, <laughs> your kids can't have temper tantrums, but you can. No, it says the fruit of the spirit is gentleness and kindness. Am I being gentle and kind when I'm having a temper tantrum because my kids aren't listening? No, I am not. Therefore, I am not obeying God. I am not abiding in what he says. I'm going through a time of trial and I need to obey him so that that I bear good fruit because that will what be caused that my children are will not leave the faith that my children will um will uh I don't want to say mimic is not the right word model model thank you they will model women like the Hebrew midwives mm-hmm. faithful valiant servants of God that, that but I have to act that way if I want them to yeah, and that's where, you know, looking in the mirror, looking at your calendar, looking at your schedule, looking at how you act, look at who's around you, you know, take a look at where you are coming from. Um, would you want your children, your friends to model what you are doing? When they do, and they probably do, mm-hmm. they probably do model it and you get mad. Let me tell you something. I have a six-year-old <laughs> that throws temper tantrums and I get really annoyed when she does it and she tells me no. And then I sit there and think, oh, but I do that. Uh-huh. I do that. When my children don't listen, I will call it raise your voice. It's yelling, but we'll call it raise your voice because it sounds nicer for the podcast about Christian life. You know what I'm just saying? But I will. I will. I am. I am one. I'm naturally a loud person. Um, I, I, I don't. My husband tells me I don't know how to whisper. I'm coming to learn that he's right. I don't like whispering is not a natural ability that I have. Um, I don't know if it's like a Northeast thing, a Shanna thing, a, a McDermott. That's my maiden name thing because my whole family's kind of loud. Jeff can't whisper either. We'll be in church and he'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shh. Yeah, I just, 
it's not intentional. I'm not like, let me be loud. I just am loud. Um, so, so when I get upset, what, what is not, what is loud, my natural speaking voice is louder than my husband's. Mm -hmm. So when I get upset, like my husband's like, you're yelling. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just talking loud. This is my natural talking voice. He's like, it's not girl. Sorry if you had to turn that down because it just blew out your (laughs) eardrum. But, but then I'll get upset that they yell. Well, because I do. Right. So you're like, here we go. And so then we have to look at how do we change that? Yeah. How do we make the choices to change? Because we get stuck in this thinking, I just am who I am. This is how I was created. We've got choices. You got you. You be you, boo. You be you. And I've said that too. Can I just put it out there? It's all right. No judgment if you said it. I do too. But that's it. You know, we're Mm -hmm. here to create better habits. We're here to say what I have done Mm -hmm. has gotten me to this point. Is this where I want to be or where can I do better? And often, you know, we'll pray, help me understand yeah. where I can do better. Open up those cracks. Let me see these these areas in which I can do better. So, yeah. you know, praying for that clarity then means you're going to be shown it, right? Absolutely. You pray for patience. Your kids are going to test you. You pray for, you know, I just want things to go smoother. Well, you're going to be tested and things probably aren't going to be mm-hmm. so smooth because he's shaping you and molding you and saying, how are you going to get through this, Right looking at things and saying, these are tests that God is putting in front of me so that I get through it because I understand this is happening for me so that I come out on the other side ready for that next test. I don't ever want to be in a in a position where I am not being tested, where yeah. everything is just like, oh, like that's heaven, right? When I get there, great. But right now I get that I'm being molded. I am not perfect. I won't ever mm-hmm. be perfect. God can always work on me to be better, to be you know, walking out that purpose that he created me for, but I have to be open to it. I have to be Mm -hmm. open to how are my kids going to act? How am I treating my husband? How am I treating myself? How am I showing up as a Christian? And where can I do better? And where can I model better? Yeah. And I think you, you know, you hear all the time, oh, I don't pray for patience because then God's going to say, why would you not want patience? That's a fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. That is a fruit of the spirit. Do you not want fruit of the spirit? Like, like what? Like it, it's a package deal. Like it, you, you get all of it when you tap into the spirit. But it's like we want to grow in faith, but only as long as it doesn't make us change. <laughs> I just, I just want to laugh at that because it's so true. It's, is we want to live Christian. Hey, look it! I can put this on my board and put it on as one of my words and my mm-hmm. brand words. Like hashtag Christian. Are you really walking it out, or does it just look good because yeah. you can put it out there and say, "Yes, I believe you know Jesus is my Savior." Are you walking it out? Mm-hmm. Do you have the actions that are in alignment with being a Christian? And again, that comes back to Christ-centered habits. That comes back to pile of rocks. That comes back to the Faith at Eight retreat. You know, all these tools are out there to help you mm-hmm. understand what it means to. Act actually walk out being a Christian instead of just hashtag Christian at the end of my posts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one last quick thing. Cause you made another comment about um, something like we make, Oh, we make like, we make excuses and we say like, Oh, this is how I am. And then we also use our personality test of make, Oh, it's, it's the fill in the blank, the, the color test, the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, whatever it is, we, we don't use those to grow and to serve others better. We use it to make excuses for our poor habits and choices. That's a whole podcast that we can go into about personality tests mm-hmm. and how I really feel. 
And how her feelings have changed. And how, yes, and how my feelings have changed. Um, Same. Because we can grow. We That's the whole point. God revealed to me the areas that I can grow. And it's like God slamming books in front of me being like, open it up. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. You want to grow? We're, we're going to go. But you've got to listen and pay attention. Because just because you Google something and it says, okay, this may not be Christian, but oh, look at over here. This Christian said that, yes, this is okay to use. And, but you got to step back and say, hang on a second. What does the word say? Yes. Where is my idea? Okay. Well, Mic drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're just going to leave that there and, and put a bookmark in it to come yes. back to another podcast. Because I feel like we could literally talk all about personality and identity. Yes. Okay. We'll do that. Yes. Okay. okay, let's pray it out for Anna. Yes. Dear Father God, we are so in all of who you are and who you created us to be, Lord. We're so in all of that. Even when your son was a baby, people like Anna could recognize that he was the Messiah, Lord. What an amazing experience that must have been. Father God, we know that oftentimes in a spirit of fitting in, and a spirit of fear, Lord, that we are not vocal, that we do not, we, we are, do stay quiet, Lord. We do stay quiet. And after we've met Jesus, after we've been saved, we do not boldly go out there and tell everyone who Jesus is. But God, even though we get it wrong, you're still faithful. Thank you, God, for being faithful. Thank you, God, for for constantly working in us and through us. Thank you, God, for constantly trying to change our hearts, trying to mold us. Thank you, God, for having a plan and a purpose in our lives, Lord. Thank you for never leaving us where we're at and keep and that you keep pushing us to be who you made us to be. Thank you, Father God, for all of that. As we go out through the week, Lord, let us be bold women of faith who strive to abide and obey you daily. Let us see the the trials that we go through, the suffering that we experience as blessings from you and to submit to you, God, and to praise you through them, Lord. Please, Lord, open our eyes like you did Anna's. Open your, our eyes to your blessings, to your conviction that you put over our hearts, to, the, to the, the plan and the purpose that you have for our lives. Open our eyes so that we can see Jesus through all of it, Lord. So we can not fit into the world, Lord. So that when we people look at us, they do see something that is counterculture. Because this culture is not after God's heart. This culture is, is after worldly convenience, Lord. Let us not fall into that trap. We are so grateful to you, Father God, and we are just so blessed to be in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for allowing us to be in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're supposed to say stuff, aren't we? Sometimes we see things. Sometimes we say, oh, like, subscribe, comment, review, share. Do all the things the app you were watching this says has. Like it has like arrows and hearts. Just click all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Click all the stuff. Click all the stuff. Because that will help us get this out to more people. And that will help us um, on God's mission for us to make heaven crowded. See you next time, friends. Bye, friends.
If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.